Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. W-T-L-H time! W-T-L I think we got a show. Oh yeah, we got a show. W-T-L Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. (laughs) The Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. We're back. Oh, man. And you've been been pounding some futures as well. For sure. So before we dive into what we want to dive into, and this is going to be a fun segment, but let's take a look back, recap the CWS, the College World Series, because, man, what a tournament. I think there's eight (laughs) one-run games, unprecedented, so much competition out there, and it came down to that rematch that you predicted, Florida LSU, and the Tigers got the revenge. Yeah, for sure, and definitely these were my two favorite teams going into the tournament, Andy, and I kept saying it, Florida LSU, Florida LSU, Mm -hmm. wanted that 2017 rematch. It happened, and yeah, those one-run games with Florida really got them into the position yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. But really, in the championship, it was those freaking games that those teams were putting up 18 to 21 <laughs> runs. It was just Wild. absolutely crazy, yeah. the bats, uh, those last two games or whatever. So it was really yeah. nice that LSU got that first game in the championship under their mm-hmm. belt because then it was just doors were wide open for both teams. So right. it was a lot of fun. It was fun to hit that futures bet for the LSU Tigers. And, uh, yeah, I called that one uh, right at regionals. So. Super regionals. Yep. Take, when Tulane had to go to LSU, you're like, nope, this is too easy. Yep. They're, they're there. <laughs> and with Paul Skeens, uh, why not? Yep. Uh, I had some success, too. For I sure. Liked TCU, and they did well. Uh, they advanced, uh, but they did drop a, you know, they obviously didn't make the championship three-game yeah. series. And I thought with those, uh, that 18-4, to 24-4, yeah. I thought that just showed you uh, how good the SEC and Florida was too. It, <laughs> yeah. it allowed in Game Two of the championship series. Yeah, it allowed Florida to kind of flex. Yeah, and uh, what they hit five home runs. Yeah, it was crazy, absolutely yeah. nuts. And like the number seven mm-hmm. batter was the one that hit like three <laughs> yeah. in in the College World Series. So yeah. it was just it, it was crazy. Yeah, the SEC really flexed its muscles there with the two best teams in yep. the entire college baseball. Yes, it was very and very good showing in, too. In Omaha, had a really good showing. Obviously, oh, LSU had the big. Biggest showing. Wow. Uh, there was so much purple there. I was uh, lucky enough to go to a couple games and it was yeah. very, very fun. Yeah, a lot of purple and gold. And Rocco's, the downtown bar with the j- jello <laughs> yep. shots. That was a lot of fun. Oh my God. They got up nearly 70,000 <laughs> when, when you got the owner of Raisin Cane's, you know, uh, chipping put, in 5,000, chipping in the money, it's, it's going to go. But they had the most fans no, no matter what. So uh, they were going to win. Uh, great tournament, great time. And uh, on top of that, yeah. uh, Thursday covered a big story up for my other gig. Yeah. Sports betting is now legalized Woo! completely in the Cornhusker State. Yeah. The first sports <clears throat> bet I was on hand to watch both of them being made simultaneously. That first bet did not cash. Yeah, it didn't. That, that was Wake Forest supposed to take down Florida. Nah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> but lucky enough, I went there later in the day, put the bet on LSU. That yeah. one did hit. So that's a, that's a lot of fun, Andy. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to put more uh, legal bets in, yep. in, uh, in Lincoln there. 
I grabbed week two on Nebraska Colorado. Not going to share that yet, but I did get Go some. Scares. I, did, Go did, scares. Get, I did get some action Go in scares. on that. All right, now you you found some pretty fun things here. Yeah. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to football. I can feel it. And we got a division special. Depending what book you're looking at, there's yeah. divisional specials coming out right now. Yeah. And you wanted to look at three teams in particular. Of course, we got to talk Chiefs here. Yeah. And what we're looking at is divisional winners. Yeah. And how many games they can win within the. The division within their division, Andy, and this Ooh. is yeah, this is a lot of fun, Andy. And right now, where I'm looking at on DraftKings, Kansas City Chiefs regular season wins against divisional opponents mm-hmm. over four and a half is at plus one hundred. There's the line is at mm. over four and a half. Each team gets six divisional games during the regular season, and you know the Chiefs are going up against the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. So mm. it. it <laughs> so that line right there is trying to tell yeah. you that it doesn't think that they're going to do that. They're not going to win five games. Five of the but, six. But at plus 100, that's that's pretty juicy right there, Andy, to yeah. either look at that and say maybe not or maybe. Uh, yeah, the under is sitting at a minus 130, so not terrible odds there. But I, I just look at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, schedule, Andy, and they, they get Denver – Twice in the first part of their season, weeks Mm -hmm. six and eight. So they only get a week in between the Broncos that, uh, you know, the Broncos are going to have to game plan for them a couple times, two times in three weeks. So I really think that this bet is going to hit if I go on the over. I really think the Chiefs Mm -hmm. are just out of... Out of the world, better than everybody else in this division right now. Has Mahomes ever lost to the Broncos? Never. He's never. He's never lost a divisional game. Wow. As a starter. Wow. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. Well, and and Andy Reid, even in his days in Phillies, he took divisional games very seriously. For sure. You got to win your division. You got to win your division. And and I mean, I think everyone's kind of looking at the Chargers as the number two team there, as the biggest contender. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Raiders are the Raiders. They're out in Las Vegas. They're fun. They're like, hey, we got a good quarterback. Let's get rid of him. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Hey, just like that linebacker we had, let's send him to Chicago. Let's get rid of these (laughs) guys. We got a good receiver. Let's send him to the Browns. Yeah, Yeah, we we don't need this talent. It's just the way it is. And like, like you're saying, Andy, with the Chargers, I really think this bet hinges on a Week 18 matchup at Los Angeles. Mm. So I think they might drop one here that you know, drop one maybe to the Broncos, maybe to the Chargers early, yeah, yeah. and it's all going to boil down to if they can get that fifth divisional win Week 18 at Los Angeles, which I think they do. So I am going with that plus hundred for the Kansas City Chiefs over four and a half. They got to hit five wins. I think they get five of the six out of the division. I think they can get five of the six as well. And they've been doing it every year since <laughs> He's been Andy Reid has made the change to Mahomes. Uh, good, good move. Good move. Good move. Uh, let's move on to the Vikings. Let's head on up north. Yeah, yeah. Their line is set at three and a half, and that's plus one twenty-five for that three and a half. Yeah, I just think this is way too juicy, Andy. Yeah. I think they get four no matter what. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I mean, you're looking at Chicago. Uh, Detroit and Green Bay. The the only thing that's really crazy about this line, Andy, is they play three division games mm-hmm. the three last weeks of the regular season. Uh, they got North Detroit, yeah. Green Bay, Detroit, yeah. week 16, 17, and 18. So, mm-hmm. like, if you can get one early 
and they need these wins to get in the playoffs, yeah. they could shoot off three right at the end. So I really like the plus 125. I really think the Vikings can do it. Even if they drop a game to Chicago or Green Bay early, they got that chance to run the table at, at the, the end. end of the season yep. when they need those wins to get into the playoffs, which I do believe that they're going to need. Oh, I think they're a playoff team, I, <laughs> and I've turned into this Kurt Cousins apologist, you know, and I don't mean to be. <laughs> right. um, and, and I'm a Bears fan. But I still need to see more from our young quarterback. I do like the receiver that we grabbed from yeah, Carolina, sure. DJ Moore. DJ. But, I mean, as you mentioned a, a week ago, he's the all-time leading receiver as far as yards go <laughs> in Chicago history. No doubt, that's pretty darn good. Just pick that guy up. That's off the, pretty funny. Off the, you know, and people are like, "What are Car-? we're talking about in Las Vegas? What's Carolina doing?" But anyhow, yeah. fired the rebuild. best coach ever. Rebuild, rebuild. How could they let the best coach? Ever? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a little Husker fan. We need him here in Nebraska. That's a little Husker fan. But getting back to the Vikings, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, And that's kind of a a little, you know, play at the end there where they could run three games in a row. So, yeah, they can get in trouble early and still pull it off at the end, especially if they need games to make the playoffs. Yeah, this is... I think yeah, yeah. they 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 can do this. I think this is a slam dunk, like you said, Andy. If you know they play they play Chicago in week six, mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay in week eight, and then Chicago again in week twelve. So I re- I really think they can drop one of these games and still hit this bet with those three games at the end with Detroit because if if we're if we're talking candidly mm-hmm. about the Lions and Green Bay, I don't think they're yeah. going to be in playoff contention, nope. and the, I think the Vikings are going to be for seeding purposes needing mm-hmm. to win these last three games. So. I really like the bet. At plus 125, you can't beat the value. Give me the Vikings over three and a half divisional wins. You know, I like the plus money. There you go. Now, you are the parlay pounder, and you like to get a little wild. Should we get a little wild here with the team out east? (laughs) Let's do it. The New York Jets have the exact same line set at three and a half. That's the total in their division. The The the, over is at a plus 110. Yeah, the new Packers is what I like to call these guys. The new Packers. (laughs) It's still Uh, old guys. (laughs) It's still old guys. So, uh, yeah, this is a a harder one to read, obviously, Andy, Uh because we don't know what this team's going to yeah. look like. They do got a bunch of young talent to put around That's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. which is, you know, they, they're a really fast team, and we mm-hmm. saw that last year. They can rattle off wins. Uh, it's a better defense, It's too. a better defense, way better too. Defense. Way better than the Packers have. A lot better than Aaron Rodgers had behind him in, in, mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. But will this all mesh? Will Aaron Rodgers get down on them if they lose a couple games early or something yeah. like that. Uh, in this division, we're talking New England, Miami, and what's the other one, Andy, that I can't think of right now? Jacksonville? No. That's the South. That's the South. It has to be the, the East. Uh, Giants, probably? Giants no, no, are the no, no, NFC no, team. MC. I'm sorry, you listeners. Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't figure this out. It's Miami, New England. Tennessee. And no, they're AFC South. South. Too. I keep thinking of the South Buffalo, teams. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Well, Sorry. that's that's your that's your trip. That that's your hiccup right there. Yeah. Uh, but well, with the Patriots, uh, you don't know where they're at. Yeah. And New York gets up for those games, even though they lose a lot of them, or they have over the years. Yeah. Uh, I I can see a path here. However, the under is sitting at a minus one forty, so that kind of tells you. Um, this isn't a slam dunk. No, I think the minus 140 <laughs> really is the play here, Andy, because you, you just look at these divisional foes, and you, you got to think right out the gate that their first game of the season is a Monday night game against Josh Allen in the Buffalo mm. Bills. <laughs> it's it's in New York, yeah. but, I mean, isn't Buffalo New York yeah, as well? Buffalo, so New York. I, I'm just saying Josh Allen is going to want to throw the highlights out this first game. Yep. He's going to want to bulldoze these guys, obviously, in the same mm-hmm. division. He's 
going to want to smoke these guys. So I think they're taking a loss right off the gate, and then they got to go week three against the New England Patriots. And you know that Belichick's <laughs> going to have something up his sleeve oh, yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. I just yeah. I just think three and a half, getting that fourth win is going to be very tough for them. I'm not saying that they can't be in these games and you know be close to winning them. I just don't believe that he's going to beat New England twice or Miami twice. And that's what's, mm-hmm. what's going to have to happen yeah. to hit this bet. So I think Miami is, you know, ascending. So yeah. It's ascending yeah. really, really... Good depending with, on injuries. Depending on injuries and stuff. Yeah, if Tua can stay healthy or whatever, I just think that the under on this play is the best way to go just because yeah. we there's too many question marks about the roster and if Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will mesh with these guys and the division being pretty good. Yeah, Buffalo's at the top, not at the top of the division, top of the league. Yeah, no Okay, doubt. they're a top three team in the league. Uh, New England's been getting better since they've parted ways Jones, with, with, yep. Yep, with uh, uh, Tom Brady. And Miami's the ultimate wild card to me. Yeah, if two is healthy, they can beat anybody, yes. or they can lose to anybody. Right? Tyreek Hill can blow the top off the defense, or they couldn't throw it to him once. It's it's just the way that Miami's kind of been. Yeah. Ever since Tyreek got there, they can beat anybody, yep. or they can be the worst team in the right. league. And say the same for now. I'll put New York, the Jets, into for that sure. too. Like it's the same thing. Yeah, it's a, it's the same thing. They might be able to beat everybody any week, <laughs> yep. or they could lose to anybody. Exactly. And let's call a spade a spade. Aaron Rodgers is no spring chicken any no, longer. He's he, not. But he plays. He's playing he's really good. well. He's good. But time is time, and Father Time is undefeated. I heard something like that. (laughs) Hey, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy-drinking Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Precisely crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go in our folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, E.D. Class, and joined by Jabron, (laughs) the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, you know, some of that sports betting we've been doing, people are saying it's too easy. Too easy for Jabron. You picked LSU like three weeks ago. No doubt. They took it down. (laughs) So we need a challenge. Yeah, a little bit of a challenge here. So we're going to get back into NASCAR. Okay. And not not just some normal, you know, Daytona. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, come on now. We want a (laughs) challenge here. So that's why we're going to bring in Jake Bartecki. Jake, how are you doing? Good, boys. Thanks for having me. Hey, nice pick on LSU, Jabron. That was, that was my pick. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> go Tigers. Go Tigers. Winners all around. And we brought you in, Jake, not only because we've had you on a couple times and you've been killing it with the NASCAR and your picks yep. and your analysis, but you are a Chicago native, and this week NASCAR is going to Chicago for the Chicago Street Race Weekend. The proposed course, I'm looking at it right now. It's wild. It's 2.2 miles. It looks like you got a long straightaway down South Lakeshore Drive, and then you come back around uh, down South Michigan Avenue. I mean, this is wild. This is crazy. <laughs> and Jake, you're going to be there, right? I am, boys. Um, you know, shout out. I, I, I got to give a shout out to my mom, first and foremost. There you uh, go. She won these tickets. Um, I, I, to be honest, the tickets are so expensive that I, I never would have been able to go without this. Hell yeah. Um, it was Thank you, 270 Mom. bucks for the cheapest tickets. She won them. She won them in an auction uh, at, at a fundraiser. Um, she, she won them and she got tickets to the uh, 
Xfinity race on Saturday, which I won't be at, but I will be there Sunday for the for the cup race. For the big boys. One, you know, tickets to the concerts and the, the race and, and scanners and the, and the whole nine yards. So, <laughs> You know, awesome. it's going to be it's going to be special because there 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 has been a lot of NASCAR in Chicago for a long time, but that was at Chicagoland Speedway, which is in Joliet, which is not really close to the city at all, and that's why they call it Chicagoland. Is Chicagoland is the city, but also the wide range of suburbs all around the uh, north, south, east, and west of Chicago. So this is like this is a Chicago race. I mean, this is downtown. This. <laughs> Yeah, and this goes around. Uh, this is downtown Chicago. It's called Chicago's Grant Park. Has twelve turns. Seven of them are almost a ninety degree, ninety degree corner. I mean, this is going to be pretty tough for all the drivers concerned. Not just the the leaders or, or who we expect to be at the top here, but this is going to be challenging. Yeah, it, it really is, and I think what it's going to lead to is you're going to see more of an F1 style race where mm. a lot of guys are spread out from you know, wherever you are there's on the you know seated at the track there's going to be a car going by you it's just the nature of kind of street racing which will that make it boring will that make it exciting i have no idea yeah <laughs> um, part of it is that you know there's no cautions at stage breaks uh, that's been the rule for nascar uh, on these road courses which is going to make it really, really important for guys to maintain track position because there's just not going to be as many opportunities. I mean, you, you can't count on a caution. Uh, you know, you, you, with yeah. those breaks, you can count on a caution every 60, 70 laps, give or take. Here it would probably be more every 15 to 20 laps. But yeah. you just don't have that here. So guys are going to have to be aggressive pretty much from the uh, drop of the green flag till the checkered flag because – this is also only a hundred lap race, and it is as you guys uh, were just talking about. There's no cautions, so mm. it's. I mean, guys are going to have to be on it from the minute the green flag drops. Yeah, it looks like they have two really long straightaways, and then they're just going to have to slam the brakes and make a ninety degree turn going southbound <laughs> on Columbus Drive, then back on Columbus Drive. Uh, pretty wild, pretty fun. Where are you going to be watching this from? I believe we are sitting by turns ten and eleven. Um, so right kind of as they're coming to that second to last corner, wow. um, headed towards the start finish line. So it'll, I mean, it'll be a really cool view. Yeah, that'd I be cool. don't know if that's exactly where we are, but I, I think it's somewhere in that, that, that neighborhood. That's fantastic. And for people that know Chicago, that's, you're on Michigan Avenue there, South Michigan Avenue. <laughs> How cool. So, uh, let's get into some of these favorites here, Jake. Um, nobody's surprised Chase Elliott, whether it's on a dirt track, long track, speed track, uh, he's always up at the top there. I got him at a plus 500, followed by Tyler Reddick at plus 650, and then Turex Jr., who's been pretty good this year, at a plus 700. Yeah, and, and you can't go wrong, especially when you're you have such un, an unexpected territory here yeah. with this new street course. You can't go wrong with picking any of those guys you just mentioned, Andy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, who's won already on a road course already this year at Coda. Uh, Kyle Larson, even a Martin Truex Jr. or an AJ Allmendinger. I mean, it, yeah. Mark, Martin Truex Jr. is all you know, won at Sonoma yep. already this year. Yep. Picked up his seventh win ever in his career there, so he's very good at tracks with a lot of turns. And then you look at a guy like an AJ Allmendinger. I mean, he won at the Indy Road Course uh, a couple yep. of years ago. He's obviously a very good road course racer. But there, you know, there's two guys that I am actually looking at, and, and neither of them are 
Well, one of them is sort of towards the top in Ooh. odds, and that's Ross Chastain. Okay. Um, I think Ross Chastain, I mean, that team has so much momentum right now. They just are coming off a win at their home track at Nashville with Ross Chastain. Ooh, okay. And with this kind of track, aggression is going to breed aggression. And you go all the way back to Gateway last season where Ross Chastain had somebody in his way, and that somebody was Denny Hamlin, (laughs) and he put Denny Hamlin in the wall. And that started this whole conversation of the last two seasons. Ross Chastain is too aggressive. Ross Chastain is uh, in over his head. He's bumping guys out the way. He's had run-ins with Kyle Mm -hmm. Larson multiple times this season. So you think about a track like this where, you know, track position is going to be so, so important. I could see if Ross Chastain decides to be aggressive Ross Chastain, everyone else is going to have to look out because he's going to be coming through like a bull in a literal China, China shop with this kind of racetrack. Heck yeah. um, the other guy that I like is Alex Bowman, and that's my Ooh. pick for the race. I don't know if you guys want me to go with my pick yeah, yet. Yeah, do it. Plus Let's do 3, it. 000. Plus 3,000, Alex Bowman. Um, P3 finish earlier this year at Coda. Okay. Um, that's Circuit of the Americas. Second place finish last year at Circuit of the Americas. And he's one of those guys that right now is sitting just outside the cut line for the playoffs. Um, he missed a lot of time due to injury with a sprint car accident. Okay. So I think Alex Bowman is one of those guys who can um, kind of push the limits a little bit, a little bit this weekend, and probably will push the limits a little bit. And a checkered flag, obviously he could still make it on points into the playoffs, but a checkered flag would take a lot of weight off that team's shoulders heading into. Atlanta, Pocono, Michigan. Um, and, you know, like I said, I mean, third place already at a road course this season. So he's a good road course driver as well. What do you think of this kind of a mid-tier value play here? Uh, Christopher Bell, he's also at a plus 2,500, plus 3,000, depending where you're looking. But he won on Daytona's road course, you know, back in 2021. He also won in Charlotte Royal in 2022. So, um, and, I, you know, I talked about Bell about a month ago or so, yeah. and he did fairly well. Like, he didn't disappoint. Um, and I don't know, Jake, I'm asking you, what do you think of the Christopher Bell play? Well, Christopher Bell, similar to Ross Chastain, both okay. of their first career wins came on road courses. Mm. Um, Ross Chastain's was at uh, Circuit of the Americas last year. Christopher Bell, like you said, Andy, he won at the uh, Daytona road course and just his second full-time Cup Series start. So obviously wow. he's not a road course that early in his career. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think he's up there. I mean, Toyota's been fast. Um, you know, they've already got two wins on road courses this season with Tyler Reddick at uh, Circuit of the Americas and, and Martin Truex Jr. at Sonoma. So Joe Gibbs Racing in 2311 has had the road course package figured out. Will they have had a street course package figured out? I don't know. I mean, it's again, it goes back to this unpredictability about this this street course. It's, it's just a different animal. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a road course, and Christopher Bell is another one of those guys that – um, has road course experience and has wins on it. So, yeah, I don't think there's any uh, disvalue in picking a guy like that. Yeah, for sure, Jake. And uh, I kind of want to flex back to your Alex Bowman pick. I have him at plus 4,000 on DraftKings right now. Oh, okay. But uh, at a top th- uh, at a top three finish, you got him at plus 900. And even at a top five, you got him at plus 500. So those are still really good value plays for somebody that you're putting a lot of stock in. Is he kind of just a win or, you know, that's it? Or do you think he could he could be in that top five and be, you know, consider with it and not wreck himself? 
Depends on your means yeah. uh, in terms of how much you want to bet. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy that if you have the means and you think he's going to win the race, yeah. why not put it down as a top three or <laughs> right. a top five or a top ten? You know, parlay them all, and yeah. then if he wins, then boom, you're, you, you've hit a big bet. <laughs> there you go. Um, so absolutely, I think that's that's smart. Uh, with Alex Bowman, I, I sort of feel like this is not going to be a race where you're going to see somebody <clears> – <throat> Um, have a mechanical failure yeah. and that's kind of what I play into the top 10 top five top three bets is all right is this a track where this driver's equipment is going to be able to last 400 500 miles and in this case it's just you know a couple hundred miles yeah uh, so it's a little different uh you know 100 laps 220 miles yeah so I don't see this being a race where there's going to be a lot of mechanical fares the only thing I'd watch for in this race that could hurt somebody in a top 10 top five top three mm-hmm. is somebody overusing their brakes and and losing a brake rotor which we have seen uh, a couple of times already this season I mean you go back to gateway a couple of years ago 800 pounds of pressure on those brakes at, mm-hmm. at, at Coda there's probably going to be just about that much this weekend at Circuit of the Americas. There's going to be a lot of shifting. Yeah. Um, so I think the two things that you got to watch for and consider when you make a bet of a, of a top three, top five, top ten. All right, is this driver's equipment going to be able to handle the amount of shifting these guys are going to be able to do? Because you've yeah. got those long straightaways, like Andy mentioned. Mm-hmm. But then you've got you know a sharp right and a sharp left. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. going all the way to fourth, down to first, most likely. And then, yep. obviously, there's braking involved in that as well so keep those in mind but yeah i mean if you've got a confident pick and a driver that you think is going to win and you've got the means to do it i'd say parlay those yeah yeah yeah. Uh, out of the 12 turns on this race on this street race seven of them are approximately 90 degree corners it's going to be wild all right jake with all that added up do you got a flyer for us yeah, I've got a couple. Um, you know, I'd say the, <laughs> the, the, the value the value pick is Brad Keselowski. Okay. Uh, plus 3,300. Obviously, Ford has struggled a little bit, primarily on road courses this season. But Brad Keselowski in his past has always been a guy that has run well uh, at road courses. A couple of mm-hmm. sleepers I like. Michael McDowell, plus 2,000. I mean, he's always seems to find his way up into a top five or a top ten at a road course. And um, that's, a, you know, Jabron, uh, you mentioned some of the placing bets, and that's one where I go top five, top ten on. Yeah. You know, also guys like Austin Sindrick, another guy who needs to win most likely to get into the playoffs. One of his first races in the Cup Series before he was full-time with Team Penske was at Circuit of the Americas when NASCAR went there for the first time in 2021, and he was the predominant leader. He, I think he started on the front row for that race, so he qualified really well. He got out front. He led most of that race. And I can't remember where he ended up finishing, but I know he was up towards the front for a lot of that race. Um, and then the other one would be Chase Briscoe, uh, plus 5,000. I don't see him winning. He's another bet that I would play, take to maybe place. But, you know, he has 17 top 10s in his first couple of years in the Cup Series, and four of those have come on road courses. Yeah. No, I like all those long shot plays that you just said, Jake. Just go through them. Uh, Brad Keselowski is sitting there at plus 6,500 to take mm-hmm. down the race on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So you put a $5 bet on this guy, you're bringing home uh, $330. Same with Chase Briscoe is sitting at plus 6,500. And then your other two guys, Michael McDowell at plus 2,800, along with Austin Sindrick. Uh, you're putting $5 on those guys and you're bringing home 145 So <laughs> these are these are fun bets that we're not saying yeah. bet the farm on, but you're just throwing 5 bucks on on there and you know you, you just got hope that one of these guys can take down the race and bring you back a couple hundred bucks yeah get ahead early and stay with that position right jake 
Yeah, no kidding. And the one thing I will say, and this this is advice I we give people every single week. Week we do a NASCAR segment, yeah. right, guys? Check the books throughout the weekend. You For know, sure. Check them after practice. Check them. Check them after qualifying. I mean, even what I was looking at was was a little different than than what you guys yeah, are no looking doubt. at now. So see what shifts, what changes after we we see the order. <clears throat> for sure. This is going to be a race where track position is going to be at a premium. And yeah. um, those odds for guys that might start deeper in the field, like a Keselowski or um, a McDowell or a Briscoe, are probably going to get even higher. So yeah. it's worth checking. Jake, I can't thank you enough. Our Chicago native talking about NASCAR's Chicago Streetway race due this weekend, and you're going to be on hand. Have a really good time. You bet, boys. I'll send you some pictures. Maybe I'll even send a, a live WTL report. Uh, Ooh, on dude, we love like that. that. We yes. love that, Jake. Thanks a lot, man. Check in. We'll get that on the Twitter handle for sure. Jake, thank you. Thanks, boys. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. Oh, the parlay. <laughs> the parlay pounder. You're right. We're back. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And how about Jake Bartecki? That was awesome. Our Chicago native. Got him on there to talk about a Chicago NASCAR street race. And he's going to be there. And yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah, that's that, pretty cool. That's pretty cool that he gave old mom a shout out, too. Yeah. If it weren't for mom, I couldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> On Michigan Avenue, that's, too. That's all of us, yeah. That's pretty darn shout cool. Shout out to mom. Yep. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. <laughs> all right, now you wanted to get into something a little wild yeah. here. Yeah, uh, for sure. In Major League Baseball, yeah. you want to talk about some team futures and some teams that are currently on the outside looking in, but you still think can maybe make the playoffs or win their division. Yeah, for sure. Uh, most of them, most all of these are going to be wild card plays, Andy. Mm-hmm. These teams are just knocking on the door of the wild card that still have a chance to make the playoffs yeah, yeah. with really good odds right now. So that that's what I want to look into uh, on this segment. Yeah. Team, teams making the playoffs. Teams to make the playoffs. Just to make the playoffs. And you want to start with the Bo Sox. Yeah, we got to start with Boston the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox. And that's at a Yes, they are at a plus 450, or a no, they're not going to make it at a minus 650. That almost tells me everything I need to know right there. <laughs> yes, that is pretty crazy of a line right there for the minus 660. Obviously, there's no value in that. You're not going to bet on them mm-hmm. not to make the playoffs because it, it's a formality that they're not going to make it right now. They're fifth in their division. They're fifth in their division, Andy, but where they can make it is into one of these three uh, wild card spots. Yeah, They're yeah. only three and a half games out of the wild card right now, Andy, to make it in. And, you know, just the way that they've been kind of trending the last couple of weeks, Andy, I really think that they can, you know, ground out some wins. They've beaten the Yankees. They've beaten the Twins. They've been, uh, in, in most cases, they have. You know, I mean, be- beating some pretty good, talented teams, and it seems like they're getting healthy. Rafael Devers, like you were talking about earlier, uh, you know, eighteen home runs, sixty runs batted in, very, yep. very good player, one of the best third basemen in baseball. Yep. And Alex Verdugo is hitting for a good, clean three hundred right now. So they got players that can do this, Andy. Hey, my boy Turner's turning it on in fantasy. No doubt, you know, he's doing really well. Uh, 
spelling uh, Devers at third base, but then also playing a lot of first base NDH. He's turned a corner. Exactly, Andy. And so if, if, if Chris Sale can really put in some really, really good innings for them and get them mm-hmm. a few more wins, sitting three and a half games back for a plus 450 value, yeah, yeah. I really think it's a good play right now. Not to throw a whole bunch of cash on it, but yeah, yeah. the Boston Red Sox are only three and a half games out of the wild card to make the playoffs, and that is very good value, Andy. So, yeah. you, you know, it, it's at plus 450, and it's never going to get better than this right now. Sure. Uh, or, you, you know, it's not going to get they, if they start winning games, that value is going to go down. So right. what I'm saying is it's a it's a good look right now to bet on them because they have the pieces to do it. I mean, uh, as we're uh, recording, they're 40 and 40. They're straight up at 500. With that, they would still be a game and a half in the lead in the Central <laughs> yeah. Division. Uh, pretty wild where they're at. And that's why they're only three, three and a half games back of that wild card spot. Yeah, Andy. And yeah, if we're going to start talking about the AL Central, I'll, I'll take my leave because my, my, my twins are at top of the division. And we're two games behind. Uh, two games behind 500. So, uh, yeah, the Central is not looking good, but the yeah. AL Beast is the best in baseball. Looking really good, as we kind of predicted in our uh, preseason show. For with sure. Matt Plotchek, yep. shout out Bobcats. All right, let's move on down the list a little bit. I think this is a little bit safer play, a little yeah. bit better play. Something I might feel a little bit better about. That is the L.A. Los Angeles Angels. They're back to being the L.A. Angels. They're not the Anaheim or the California. Angels. <laughs> They're, They're the back to LA. LA, L.A. And they're at a plus 145 to make the playoffs. Yeah, Andy, and I, I, I really do think this is a good play. Uh, they're sitting in a wild card spot right now, so yes. they are yep. in the playoffs as of today, sitting at 44 and 37, mm-hmm. which, you know— They're you five know, games back in the Western Division. Exactly. So they still have an outside chance of doing that. Um, I would like them to add maybe a pitcher or two at the you know trade deadline or something uh, to help out Shohei yeah. a little bit, but they are pretty stocked with their money already mm-hmm. with the likes of you know Rendon, Trout, Otani, all oh, this yeah. money already being spent. So I, I really, I really do think that they're going to make a playoffs and make a push this year because they're running out of years with Shohei and yes. obviously with Mike Trout prime years. This so is it. This is this is it. If they're going to win, it has to be now. So I really do like them to make the playoffs. And the way that Shohei Otani is playing right crazy. now it is crazy. Like yeah. we were saying before we hopped on this, Andy, he's he's leading the. Anaheim or the Los Angeles Man. Angels in all three ca- <laughs> all three categories of batting, batting 304, 28 home runs, 64 runs batted in, yeah. in all three categories in pitching. 302 earn run average, seven wins and 127 strikeouts. The game that we just watched uh, last night or the night before, he had 10 strikeouts and two home runs is all. Two home runs as the DH, <laughs> and and I think he only had two walks. Ten strikeouts and two walks. Yep, and in, in in buried the White Sox. What, uh, what he's doing is mind-blowing. I mean, you, you, I, I can't overstate it enough. Most guys are just pitchers or they're just position players. Yep. Or they're even so far down as I'm just a hitter. I'm just a DH. I'm, I'm just a DH. I, I sit here and I bat five times a night. That's all I do. Yeah. This guy is leading his team in six of the top six categories, pitching and hitting. It is unbelievable. <laughs> it really what is. What he's doing. The MVP, just give it to him now. I yeah. don't want anything Take goofy. Take the trophy up to him right I, now. I don't want Aaron Judge to hit four home runs in a game and then we give it to him again. No. Don't, can't don't, happen. Don't do that. Just give it to Otani right now. Yep. I agree. All righty, should we uh, talk about another team that a lot of our listeners always keep their eye on? You have to. And I don't want to call them the lovable losers. <laughs> they got that monkey off their back. They have their World Series. We're they talking do. about they the do. Chicago 
Cubs. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Where, where are you at with the Cubs on this one? Yeah, so anyways, the line, Andy, plus is... 360. Plus 360. Plus <laughs> 360. So it's not as bad a line as... As the Red Sox said, the bookmakers do think they have a better chance of making the playoffs. Like we say, and we didn't want to talk about Central teams, but we're going to the National League Central, which which is a little better, (laughs) but not... Very much. No. They're sitting. The thing that I don't really like about this bet, Andy, is they're six and a half games out of the wild card. They're three and a half, though, out of their division. Yes. That's where they can do it. That's where it flips. Yeah. So I I really just don't think that they have the roster to do this this year. Mm. But looking at, you know, the NL Central, somebody's got to do it. I mean, and I, I, I don't think the Reds are going to keep up this pace that they're playing right now, but I do believe, we were talking about it earlier uh, in, 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 in our pre, pre-show, pre-MLB show, talking about the Brewers a little bit, and we thought mm-hmm. the Cardinals m- might make a move. Cardinals no, aren't making a move. No, Cardinals aren't making done. a move. Yeah. So I really do think the Chicago Cubs have a chance for to win this division, but yeah. that's the only way that they're making the playoffs. And it's not going to be the Chicago Sausage King Abe Froman we're going to be talking yeah. about. It's going to be Marcus Stroman, who is leading them in earn run average yeah. at un, a sub three. I love that. A 2.47, uh, nine wins on the season, and he has 85 strikeouts. Marcus Stroman is hurling the ball. And if, if you got an ace like that, <clears throat> A guy that's just kind of not a guaranteed win, but yeah. you know every time he takes the mound, you have a really good chance exactly. to come out with the win. And they really do kind of have a, a pretty good rotation with Kyle Hendricks and James uh, Jameson Talion and Drew Smiley. So they do have a good rotation, Andy. The, what I'm really looking at with the Cubs is if Cody Bellinger, you ah. know, their shiny new their new piece that they got this year, can yeah. really step into that you know MVP for the Cubs type situation. Yeah. And then their right fielder Suzuki, can he get back from injury? Mm-hmm. And get on kind of the role that he got them on last year yeah. when he came through. So I really look at those two players to make this jump if they're going to make this jump, but yeah. they are definitely a good outside chance to take down this NL Central. So uh, th- that's what they're going to have to do. That's what they're, they're going to have to do. And Bellinger was hurt, as, as, but it must not be serious. No, he's back. He's back. He's good. It's just it's just uh, Suzuki and him are day to day most of the time just because they don't want to overextend and and you know losing for the season and stuff. So I really mm. do like I do like the Cubs maybe to win this division, but that is the only shot that they have because this wild card looks really really stacked. Oh yeah, in the NL. I mean, you're looking at even the Diamondbacks already have 48 wins on the season. The Giants are right there behind them with 45. Yeah, uh, and the um, the Dodgers. They're third place in the Western Division. They have more, two more wins than the best team in the Central. Exactly. So yeah, it's you're not getting the wild card. You got to win. Your you got division. to win the division. Yeah, because like you said, even the Marlins, the Dodgers, the Giants all have 45 wins. So yeah. it's pretty crazy how the NL wild card is shaping up, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of fun in the American goes. League too. So no, it's just a couple. I just like. Th- like those plays, those are some that I got my eye on right now, especially especially with the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, I I do like the LA Angels. Out of those three, that's the one I like the most at that plus one forty five for sure. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit stockandrod.com to get your wild game on. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And we'll 
Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it. You got it. Yes, yes, sir. And we are getting back into your wheelhouse. Yeah. That is the UFC fight night back at the Apex, Apex in Las Vegas. Pretty fun little card here. One of your favorites is headlining. Yeah, Tarzan, Sean Strickland <laughs> up on top of the card, like always. Uh, yeah, no, this is going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, I am. A, I'm definitely a Strickland fanboy. I've been following him, you know, since we started doing this, and yeah. he, and he is just wild. His the stuff that he puts out on social media, it's like this he, guy right here. He is Tarzan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's like if somebody just knew, found a phone, what they would be doing on it is right. what Sean Strickland would do. Yeah, and and he just wears it on his sleeve. He, he does. He's cool. He's with the it, man. So. He's the man. All all right, but we're going to start with a welterweight bout on the main card. That is Max Griffin taking on Michael Morales. Morales is out of Ecuador, but he is a kind of a big favorite here yeah. at a minus 200 compared to the young man out of the United States, Max Griffin, who's sitting at a plus 170. Well, well man, yes. Young, no. Griffin is currently at 37 years of age, Andy, mm. and... I'm going to flip to Morales here. He's going to try and keep this on his feet and look for his knockout shot. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he is currently, he will be currently faster than Max Griffin. But Griffin will try and make his this, uh, you know, more of a physical fight mm-hmm. in, against the fence or on the ground. So okay. that's what you got to look for. In Morales' last fight, uh, he did get taken down, which, you know, really puts some doubt in your mind there, Andy. So he pulled off the win, though. He did. He pulled off the wins, and he, uh, he was able to get back up to his feet and then block a couple of those takedowns later in the fight. So he's going to have to do that a lot more against mm-hmm. Max Griffin because that's all he's going to try and do. Morales is a fantastic striker, Andy, and uh, will absolutely land big shots on his feet. And we he's got know a three inch reach exactly. He's got that reach, and we know his offense will be on point. So, but Max Griffin is no slouch. I'm not trying to say that uh, in the striking department, and he has fought. You know, he has fought way better competition than Morales. Yeah, Max he, Griffin has no. been through the gauntlet, but this is a nice step. Yeah, this is this is a step up in competition for. Morales, but I think this fight is going to show us the new up and comer. Uh, you know, is going to be better in than the aging. Yeah, M- Morales is fourteen and zero. Yeah, uh, he's on his way up. Uh, but Max Griffin's in there with nineteen and nine, so you can't take him lightly. No, you can't. And I think that's why it's kind of tight. You know, minus uh, two hundred and yeah. plus one seventy five. Th- those aren't wild. No, it's um, not wild lines out there. So. And, th- and that's the reason for it. You know, like we said, Griffin is thirty years, thirty seven years of age, Andy, yeah. and his best years are behind him. And while he'll be you know, a good test for Morales. I just think there's more of a formality that Morales, this is his stepping yeah. stone. This is how he gets ranked. This is how he breaks into the top and starts fighting that upper echelon of this division. So just Morales on a straight bet to win, or uh, what, is that yeah, your best bet? I, I think just to win right now. Um, you can, you could throw some stuff on there. There is winning method on him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me look, let me look, let me look. Uh, by TKO is at a plus 175. So okay. that's not the best odds, no. but it is better than the minus 240 or 200 that right. you're looking at right now. So right. if you really think he's going to go out there and knock him out, which is probably the best, you know, best bang for your buck at yeah. the plus 175 because that is the most likely to happen is that Morales just overcomes Griffin with this KO. All righty. So should we move on up the card? Let's here? do it. Got a lightweight bout. Young man, maybe not so young uh, by your standards here, <laughs> Mr. Parley Pounder from Kazakhstan. That's yeah. Damar Ismail Gulov. Yeah. He's the number 12 contender in the world versus 
Grant Dawson, the number 15 contender in the world. Dawson, a slight dog here at a plus 125. Yeah, this is going to be a, an incredible fight, Andy. And mm-hmm. yeah, It's kind uh, of a coin flip, isn't it? it? It really is a coin flip. To me, it is any, anyways. And as both guys can jump up a lot in the rankings with a win, Ismagulov is the favorite, like you said, but I like the underdog. <laughs> uh, Demir, Demir's coming off a razor-close split decision win, uh, you know, where he took a lot of damage and it it kind of went down to the uh, you know Herb Dean there you know refing this thing a little bit where I think it probably should have went the other way it went his way sure. so yeah. I think Demir has the advantage on the feet but what I like about Dawson is how good his body triangle is on the ground and how he just doesn't let guys up once he gets that in you know mm-hmm. some guys mm-hmm. get the get their hooks in or whatever and then kind of get tired of it not. Not Dawson. Dawson is going to keep him on the ground for as long as it needs. Dawson also turned down a fight against the guy that beat uh, Demir last time, but he was willing to accept this fight. So I think he mm. really thinks that he has an advantage over this guy, and especially on the ground. He, he's got a great uh, advantage grappling-wise. Uh, he averages almost four takedowns per every 15 minutes, where uh, Demar is only at a one, just over one for takedown sure. per 15. So that just tells you everything you need to know. Uh, their takedown <clears throat> accuracy is about the same, but it's just that Dawson <clears throat> is relentless. He's not going to let up. He's not going to let up. It's that wrestling background pedigree that I think he brings with him. Exactly. And Dawson hasn't fought anyone with the skill set of Demir. We're not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but he gave Mark Madsen, a decorated wrestler, his first loss in the UFC by dominating the wrestler and getting the submission finished. There so I like Dawson to pull up this upset, Andy. And if we, if we really want to get into it, Grant Dawson to win by submission right now is at a yeah. plus 350. So I yeah. like that value. Plus, I see a lot of pass to this way of victory for Grant Dawson to get him on the yeah. ground and uh, Demir not being able to combat that with right. uh, with good defense there. So I like the Grant Dawson by submission, but I'll probably just take him to win overall, and that's sitting anywhere from minus 100 to minus, uh, you know, uh, plus money right now as well. Really good, really good value there. And Isma Gulov, you know, uh, he does have good takedown defense. Yeah. However, he his submission average is zero. Yeah. Per no. fifteen minutes. Yeah. He ain't gonna. Get the, he's not <laughs> so, gonna get it a submission. Yeah. Dawson's the one you're gonna look to uh, for that. For sure. Should we move on up to the main? Let's go. <laughs> oh, event. Yeah. The middleweight bout, the number seven contender in the world. Tarzan. Sean Strickland out of the United States is the favorite here at a minus 170, taking on a bus. Maga Madov out of Germany, who's a plus 145 underdog. Now, people have looked at that and thought, how did this guy get the fight like this so early, and why is the line so tight? Well, the it's tight because this Magomedov is a very good fighter, obviously. Yeah. And uh, what really went into this, Andy, is a lot of canceled fights. And, you know, a lot of rescheduling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sean Strickland just lays it out, like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. And that is true. This guy has been on, uh, you know, three cards this year already. (laughs) So this guy will fight anybody, anywhere. Magomedov, like you said, numerous canceled fights. After his UFC debut, he finally had a fight last October, and he made quick work of that guy in 19 seconds. That was crazy. It was crazy. It's hard to take much away from that performance, but he's the real deal. And the fact <laughs> the fact of the matter, he has a shot against Sean Strickland, who's oh, rated of course number he does. seven yeah. in the world right now in his yeah. respective uh, weight class. Uh, his only loss 
uh, I'm talking about Magomedov. His only loss in 2015 was to Lewis Taylor five years ago, who was an incredible fighter, and he retired after that. So it was it was a flash KO in 30 seconds, so you can't really take anything mm-hmm. out of that either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the reason the line's so close to me, the reason I think it's so close, Andy, is we don't really got a lot to go on with Magomedov. So they right. don't want to put a huge line towards Sean Strickland and lose a lot of money if Magomedov can pull this out somehow. And Strickland, we said it, Tarzan, he's the true Tarzan. He gets into this deal where he'll take you on in your game. He wants to exactly. show you that, oh, you want to stand and, and throw bows? <laughs> well, I can do that. You want to yep. take it to the mat? Well, I can do that. And he gets himself caught in these predicaments where it's like, no, you're playing into their <laughs> strength. Yeah. And he, that's just kind of how his mind he works. He saw that against Alex Pereira. Yes. The, 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 oh the my champion. God. Well, what? the champion after Izzy took him down. But, um, yeah, you really saw that in that fight, and Strickland's been trying to get back to that, to that where he was right. as a contender yep. at that point. So this is a, this is a good fight for him. Strickland will want to make this a boxing boxing match for five rounds. If it does go the distance, Strickland will probably wear Magomedov down and mm-hmm. piece him up on the feet. Strickland will also have to deal with long leg kicks from Magomedov as well. Though. He's got so the reach. He's, he's got, got the, the reach, reach, especially with the legs. But he just won in convincing fashion. Uh, against Imanov in January, so he he knows how to win these stand up battles and that go deep into the fight. So I really All like right. Strickland here. He lost to Jared Cannonier by a really close split decision that could have went either way. Right, but he's beaten the likes of Imanov, Hermanson, uh, you know, and destroyed Uriah Hall over five rounds. So he has the pedigree to do this. He does. Can, um, you know, can Magomedov do this? Yes. Is it likely? No. Uh, Pereira is a different beast, obviously, oh, when you're yeah. thinking about you yeah. know the the KO that Strickland took to him. I just think Strickland survives early strikes and then wears him down en route to another boxing clinic from our guy Tarzan. So, do you think one of the best bets is this goes the distance? This I, goes all five? D- definitely, that is a very very good bet, Andy. Uh, that this goes the entire way, which is sitting right now at a well the 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 bet right now is. Over three and a half rounds, yes. so yep. and that's at a minus one fifty. So I really think that's a very good bet okay. because I think it's going to go at least five rounds. Mm-hmm. It may maybe Strickland knocks him out in the fifth, but I really just like the overall minus one fifty for Sean Strickland to win this fight as well. You know, I think I was listening to our buddy uh, Vinicaro out there yeah. in Las Vegas, and he's saying Strickland has, has to have learned by now keep your hands up, and if yeah, he keeps no his hands up early, uh, he should be okay uh, to get into his game and then drag this out, beat him up, rough him up over. The, over five, right? Yeah, no. This should be this should be just a really, really good sound fight for Strickland. Like we said, I think he's got that kind of out of his system yeah. with taking them, those guys on yep. how they want him to fight, and mm-hmm. he's really looking to ascend back into that uh, you know competitive edge for that belt with Izzy yep. uh, Pereira and, get and the Jared three. Cannonier as yep. well. So he this will be a good fight for him. I think he, he makes work of him with a unanimous unanimous decision. Oh, going with the unanimous. Now you are the parlay. Pack. Pounder. Yeah. Do you got a parlay play? I do, Andy, and it's it's, it. it's pretty just straight across like we just talked. Okay. Uh, right now on DraftKings, I got Grant Dawson at a minus 105, Michael Morales at a minus 240, and Sean Strickland at a minus 150. All these guys just have to win. I'm putting $25 on it to receive 115. All right. So you got three favorites there. All they got to do is just hold, serve, and do what they're supposed to do. Just win the fights <laughs> like I called it. So, no, this should, this should be a fun one, and I, I really do think these three have a really good chance 
chance of winning. So, uh, but yeah, go Tarzan, go Morales, go Dawson. This is one of those ones I can get behind you. Let's go. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this week. So be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri Cities Radio, our Twitter handle, and please subscribe if you haven't already yeah. to our YouTube channel. Get those daily free picks over on our TikTok as well if you are one of those TikTokers out there. For Jabron, the par, lay, pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL. Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.